Welcome to On Course, the teaching ministry of Pastor Hart Ramsey, where we offer simple biblical insight into some of life's most pressing issues. What have I told you that a lot of the pain and difficulty and adversity you're experiencing is simply God aligning your now so you could be prepared for your tomorrow. Prepare for the next few minutes to be encouraged, enlightened, and inspired. Let's join Pastor Ramsey and get on course. He was the life and the light of men. He came to light every man that came into the world. He came to enlighten us and show us, listen, you, you tapped out, but you can find life in me. The Bible says, our lives are hid with Christ in God. You were dead in trespasses and sin, but he came to give you life. And how does he get, get the life to you? He speaks it through words. The Bible says it's through, through the promises of God. These, these are great and precious promises. We become partakers of the divine nature. We begin to share in God's life through his words. But as I preach this this morning, as your pastor, I sense from you, you still are not convinced. You still don't know. And so you know what? It's a sense... Like Israel, there's a veil. And so what has to happen is, I got to keep saying this over and over and over again. And you, listen, I'm going to tell you one thing about things about it. You said, Pastor, but I've heard it before, it didn't work. Because when you got it, you dismissed it. Look what he says. He says, these instructions are not empty words, they are your life. By obeying them, you will enjoy a long life in the land you will occupy when you cross the Jordan. He says, if, he says here's, what, here's the key. The key is you just do them. Don't, don't take the word obedience as, as something I got to do, a performance. Don't think performance. Think, this is the way I open the box. This is the way I... So every time, every time a person, you know, they call you, invite you to misbehavior, and they, and they say, come go with us. You think, uh-uh. No, no, I can't go. Well, they say, why? Just think to yourself, this is the way I open the box. This is the way, the way I open the box, is full, these words are full of life. The way I open it is I do them. And when I do them, it unleashes this life to me. Everybody shout life. life. Now, now, tell me you don't need life. All that dying that's going on around you and within you. Pastor, I could have died when he said he didn't want me anymore. When they gave me that pink slip, I could have died. When I saw that electric bill, I could have died. When she called me out in front of everyone, everyone, I could have just died. All that death around you. Can I ask you a question? If there's no life in the box that God says, where are you going to find life? I was, I, I was ordained Pentecostal. We would shout a whole night from 7 to midnight, dance in the spirit, shout, speak in tongues, knock stuff over, leave sweaty, and go back to our death. I was ordained word of faith. We'll prophesy and lay hands all night, fall out in the spirit, and wake and get up off the ground and go back to our death. You know why? Because life can only be found one place. It's in the word. Everybody says it's in the word. All right? Now, um, let's, let's do this real quickly. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Look with me at verse 13. When you hear the word being, sp being spoken in a church, I, I need you to be honest with me. What do you hear? Do you hear uh, 
eloquent preaching at times, or informed, or instructors, or, or sometimes you hear a man that puts his pants on just like you do. What do you hear? Is there anybody in here that gets the sense that God is talking to me right now? Watch this now. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, Paul was talking to the saints, and he said, For this cause also, thank we God without ceasing, because, watch this now, when you received the word of God which you heard of us, or from us, that's a better translation, when you received the word of God which you heard of us, or from us, you received it not as the word of men, but as it is in reality or in truth, the word of God, watch this now, Finish the verse with me. Which effectually worketh also in. Wait a minute now. Here's what it says. When you heard the word preached, Pastor, I'm so glad you didn't, you didn't say it came from us. He said, you received it for what it was. You said, this is the word of God. He said, watch this now. And when you receive it as the word of God, it effectually, it began to have its effect in you because you believed. It began to have its effect in you because you believed. It began to have an effect in you because you believe. Suppose you don't believe has no effect. So here's what we're going to begin our believing today. Real basic. The Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God, not the word of pastor. Not the word of a skilled teacher. Not the word of men. Not the word of my parents. It's the same word. They're they quoting the same verses. But if you hear these verses as the word of your parents... And the word of your friends and the word of your pastor, it does you no good. If you believe it to be their word, it does you no good. They could be reading from the same Bible. It's when you say these are the words of God. I was reading in Psalm 119. David said something that blew me away. Maybe we could get to it. He said, matter of fact, let's see, can we find it? Let's see, can we find it? I want to show you something. I'm going to teach you how to change the way you see the word of God. Go to Acts 17, verse 10. Acts 17. Everybody say, I'm learning something. Acts 17, verse 10. This is one of instructional days, giving you the word of God. Look at verse 10 with me. Paul says, and the brethren immediately sent away, uh, the Bible, uh, Luke rather says, and the brethren immediately sent away Paul and Silas by night into Berea, who coming there went into the synagogue of the Jews. These were more noble than, than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. Readiness of mind to do it, ready to believe it. And they searched the scriptures daily to see whether those things were so. Because of this, or therefore, verse 12 says, many of them believed. Because of this, many, look at it again, verse 11. These were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they received the word with all readiness of mind. They were ready to believe. In other words, watch this now. Everybody look up. You come to church. You're sitting on the edge of your seat. What? I'm looking for something to believe. Amen. I'm not sitting back in my chair saying, let's see what we get to say today. Or saying, let me see what good notes pastor has today. No, I'm sitting at the edge of my chair like you're doing right now. Sitting at the edge of your chair like you're doing right now. Sit on the edge of your chair. <laughs> Boy, the power suggestion don't work up in here at all. I'm on the edge of my chair. Watch this now. I'm, if you got a pen in your hand, you have it next to your paper. You, everybody say, I'm ready to believe. You're not sitting back casually, passively drifting off and coming back. No, I came to believe. I can't. This is readiness of mind. Watch this now. And search the scriptures. Make yourself. I got to check that out when I get home. Search the scriptures to see whether pastor was telling it right or not. Now watch this. I'm ready to believe him. But I got to check it out first. You know why? Because my life depends on this. 
not just good preaching. What he's saying is going to be my life. I got to make sure he's right. You come up, Pastor, you know what? You got that Greek word wrong. I did? Yeah, you got it wrong. Okay, well, let's correct that. Now when I fix it, now you say, now I can believe it now. Everything else is right? Okay, good. I got something to believe. He says, this, these words are not empty words. They are your life. These words are not empty words. They are your life. Let me show you something. In order to get to heaven, you have to get there through the word of God. The word of God. What the people in heaven will have in common, no matter what level of spiritual growth they're on, is that they all, to some degree, know the word of God. His name is Jesus. They know him. To some degree. The Bible says, Jesus will tell people that don't know him, depart from me, I never knew you. To some degree. What about the thief on the cross? He knew him. He looked at him, he says, you know what? I don't know what these other people seen, but remember me. When you come into your kingdom. He, he knew you on a basic level, but he knew him. But the only way you're going to know him, he releases his life through this book. And when it's, when it's given voice to when it's spoken. It's, it's, now, watch this. So what I start to do is I start to verbalize the words of God. I'm the one in the earth that gives voice to God's word. I speak it out of my mouth. Why? It's the word of God. And what I realize is this. Watch this now. It's my life. Pastor, why are you saying, why are you saying, the ministry, you keep saying the ministry is still growing? I, 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 the ministry is growing. It's not dying. It's growing. Why do you say that? Because God told me it would. He said when the word of God is magnified, God will act to the church. He said it. So I say what he said. But I ain't seen, you know, I don't care what you see. Listen to me. You saw none of this before it came up. No, you didn't see it. And I didn't see it either per se, but it, I found it in the word. And when you start to get your life on the word, now the voice of God will speak to you in your heart. Probably many of us, is that you trying to hear words from God. The Lord told me. He told you nothing. Tell me what the Bible says. God would never speak to you in your heart intuitively until you get the word on the inside. You know why? Because, listen, there are a lot of voices out there, and you got to know this word to know what to, what to or critique it by. Those these words you get, some parking lot prophet coming to you talking about the Lord told me to tell you, the devil is a liar. I, delete, I just deleted some, some person off of Facebook trying to give me, I ain't getting no word from you. Much time as I spend in my prayer closet, God going to find some guy to come talk to me? I'm a, no, no, you see, you, who do you think he is? Let me help you out. Watch this out. You just left your friend's house. You did something to offend your friend. Your friend picks up the phone and calls another friend that know both of y'all and told him about it but never told you. Does that grieve you? Well, God ain't no gossip. If I go to God and I share something with God and I talk to God, watch this now, and I, I share my heart with God, then, then I'm, I'm waiting before the Lord. He speaks to me. Yeah, 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 the Lord says that you call it the politics and you do the lied. I got that word. I saw you boarding a plane, going overseas to visit your churches. In Africa, God definitely didn't speak to you. <laughs> so we go to Africa. You see me go to nowhere to Africa. You saw the other brother down there, not me. Pastor, how do you know? Because I know the word. Once you get the word, then when people come to you, listen, the word is in your heart. There's the thing. Watch this out. You got the word in your heart that you meditated on. You've been speaking out of your mind. Meditating is growing in you. Watch this. When an invader comes in or an imposter, the word that's already there will tell you, that's not me. 
the word that's already there will judge that word and say, oh, no, don't you let that in. That's not right. Okay? And I'm trying to help you. We're we going to get some help. Now, let's, go, let's do this quickly. Put them, don't even turn your Bible, but you're still leaning forward. Everybody say, ready to believe? Look at Psalm 119, verse 46. We're going to put it up on the screen because you're leaning forward and you're ready to believe. I want people to say, man, you know you go to that church, man, everybody's sitting forward and they see something wrong with the chairs. No, we're just ready to believe. Ready to believe. Listen, let me ask you a question. How many of you, be honest, you say, Pastor, you know what, I need something to believe in. If you look around, man, it's, you know, I was, I was going through, and I'm going to talk to you about this probably in the next couple of weeks, about the, all the new shows that's coming on. There's a same-sex relationship in every new show. You know what they're doing? They're desensitizing the America for defeat. They want, and, and, and you know what they, they, they put it in different lights. It's not, it's not, it's not even, what they want to show you is we can laugh, we can have relationships, and, and you, you're sitting there laughing, being amused, while they instruct you to unrighteousness. The Bible says the nation that forgets their God will be turned into hell. And that's what the Bible's trying to do. Turn, I mean, the, the um, devil's trying to do. He's trying to turn us into hell. Well, at this point in our lives, I don't know about you, but I can't be an unbeliever. I need to know that with the things that God says to me, that they're going to come to pass. And I listen, and I need to put my whole weight, the weight of my entire life, need to go in the Word. It should be that if God ever moves, I fall. It should be that if God ever gets me, if anything ever changes in heaven, Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Art Ramsey. Imagine being filled with a peace so deep that the world around you can't touch it. Pastor Hart Ramsey is on a mission to help believers understand what it means to have a healthy, prayer-based relationship with God. He's doing that through his brand new book titled Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer. Prayer at first was a struggle because, you know, it, it really takes faith to pray. You have to, you have to trust that God is like a person, he's a real person, and that he's the one that invented the concept of prayer. In this book, you'll learn how to ensure your relationship with God is based on a new and improved covenant, which dangerous prayer habits to avoid, and what to do when prayer doesn't yield the answers you want. It's time to trust God enough to make your prayer life truly about Him. Yes. Pick up your copy of Seeking Answers, Finding Rest Through Prayer from Hart Ramsey, available now at Amazon, iTunes, and wherever books are sold. Why, yeah. Have you subscribed to Hart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you can hear from the heart of God by way of the man of God, Pastor Hart Ramsey. To receive this daily encouragement, text the word Uplift to the number 334-310-4278. Again, text the word Uplift to the number 334-310-4278. Uplift your spirit, encourage your heart, and empower your walk. Subscribe today to Heart Ramsey's Uplift. Stay connected with Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Hart Ramsey. 
Now let's get back to today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. I got to give myself to this thing. I want to show you something. It's a powerful thing the Lord showed me. David became friends with God by befriending God's word. David became friends with God by befriending the word. David said, I will speak of thy testimonies also before kings and will not be ashamed. Look at verse 47. I will delight myself in thy commandments which I have loved. That word love means to love as a friend. He said, I became friends with your word. Verse 18. He says, my hands also will I lift up unto thy commandments which I have loved and I will meditate in thy statutes. That's what David said. Look at this. Imagine this. This is you. You home reading. You're reading the word of God, and you, you, and you, you read something, you go, I'm going to do it again, because some of you missed it. You're reading your Bible, and you said, you make, when you leave here today, you make up your mind, I'm going I'm to become friends with the word of God, and the word of God is going to make me friends with God. Yeah. Watch this now. So you're reading something, and you read that thing, and you say, God, oh, is hard. You say, I don't know if I could do that. But you know what, Lord? When you put your Bible down, and you lift your... That's what, this, this, I lift my hands to your commandments. I don't understand how to do it yet. It seems hard, but I, li- I let you know, Lord, you know what? I am so submitted to what you just said. Don't know how it's going to work. Watch this now. Pastor's preaching in church. He's preaching something in church, and you, you say, I've tried it, but it didn't work. But instead of saying, I don't ever watch, he says, uh-uh, no, I came to believe you. Then you lift your hands up. So, all, so from now on, when I'm preaching, I should see some people doing this. What you do, you put your hand, you're lifting your hands to the word, and you say, Lord, I love your word. I don't understand it, don't get it, but I love it. And you lift your hands to the word. What happens is you become friends with God, and you meditate on the thing. You, listen, can you imagine, how many of you know Dr. Mitchell? He's a friend of mine, Dr. Mitchell. Dr. Mitchell has a photographic memory. So we asked him, how do you memorize all this stuff? Here's what he told us. He said, anything I see written in scripture, if I, if I highlight it while I'm saying it, I'll never forget it or where it is. So we call him the walking Bible. God gave him a photographic memory, but it doesn't work unless he's saying the words and highlighting it at the same time. When he gets to the preach, he's quoting verse. Now go down to verse 32, you see. Now go back up to verse 17, you see. And I'm like, how's he doing that? He told us a secret. He got the gift, but he had to, do, he had to obey. Can you imagine? You find a verse. So, oh my God. You lift your hands to the Lord right in that moment. And you see, you see Father, I just love your word. I just, it's going to change your relationship with God. It's going to change your relationship with God. Watch this now. Let me give you one more scripture. Go down to verse 49. These words that God speaks are to us are life in the midst of death. All the death experiences you go through on a daily basis, this is the life. Everybody shout, this is the life. Hmm. Y'all work me today, boy. Yeah, you did. You did. You. But I'm dragging you along. We, we get in there. Watch this. All the death that you're going through. Some of you are going to leave here to go face death again. You're going back to your death situation. And there's nothing worse than the stench of death that's something, on something that's barely alive. You know it's at the gates of death, but there's nothing you can do about it. There's nothing worse than a marriage that's been dead but has a facade of life. Nothing worse than a relationship, a relationship that's just dying. Nothing worse than going home by yourself. And there's no life where you are. Everything you do is you maintaining death. It's just death maintenance. 
It's already dead. You're just, you're just keeping it propped up in the corner, stuffed and looking good. You're doing everything to keep your death situation looking like life, but you, you know that it does not minister to you. It leaves you empty. It leaves you hurting. I got to go do this, and I don't like it. It's all that death around you. How do you find life? Look at verse 49. David prays, he says, Remember the word unto thy servant which thou hast caused me, upon which thou hast caused me to hope. Look at verse 50. He says, This is my comfort in my affliction. When I'm going through hard times, this comforts me. He says, for your word hath what? Now, in the Pentecostal church, we think it's a word that made me go do this, but it's putting me in another translation. Watch this. It says this. He says, your promise revives me. It comforts me in all my troubles. Give me another translation. These words hold me up in bad times. Yes, your promises rejuvenate me. When I don't think I can do it anymore, I can't just... He said, he said, I go to your word, and I, so all of a sudden I feel like I could, do, I could go another step. Give me another translation up there. This is my comfort and consolation in my affliction, that your word has revived me and given me. Everybody shout, there's life in the word. Life in the word. Today, God gives you an opportunity. He gives you an opportunity to get out of your death. And to start living by his word. Many of you say, Pastor, well, I already came here. You know, th this may be for a whole different thing. But I think you should come. There is, the, the slant that we took today did not cover too much of the verbalization. But it, it dealt with the issue of how we see the word of God. If you don't see the word of God good, you, your thing will be, make no difference if I say it. Now listen to this. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Makes sense now, right? You have the option to speak what God says. Remember, those other boxes are what? They're empty. And so the words that we've been saying, the situation, they're just empty words. You watch, I'm going to come out of this. That's empty. But what about this? The Lord said, a good man may fall seven times, but he will get up. Now there's life in that. What you did to me ain't gonna last. No, 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 no. The Lord says, I will repay. Vengeance is mine. Now, what, listen, I'm speaking the word of the Lord. I'm speaking life into my death. Speaking life. I hope something bad happens. No, no, no. May the Lord return to you as he sees fit. That's in scripture. You know, I tell people all the time when people treat me bad, I say, may the Lord judge between me and you. You speak the word. There's life in the word. I, I can't tell you the amount of times when I sat saying, Lord, what am I going to do? And God says, speak the word. Here's God saying, get me out off the bench. Get me in the game. See, once you speak my word, God says, I watch over my word to perform it. I want to make sure my word comes to pass. Your word, you got to take care of your word, but I watch over mine. Start speaking the word of life. The Bible says, God, God says, I hover, I follow my word around. He says, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not come back to me void. It will not come back to me empty. It's going to go out there and it's going to accomplish the thing I sent it to do. My question is this. Why is the word not doing in your life what it's supposed to do? And the main reason why is because when you get the word, you don't believe it, number one. And if you do believe it, you, you keep it in. Give voice to it. The Bible says, okay, I told you the last word. You can play, Brian, because I'm going to keep on preaching if you don't play. So look at, look at Psalm 103. 
No, no, I got to show you this. Remember I was talking to you about angels? Do you ever wonder what angels respond to? Listen to this. The Bible says that the angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister unto those who will be the heirs of salvation. You want to hear something funny? You could be as jacked up as you are now. <laughs> you say, Pastor, I'm jacked up. Yeah, you could be that jacked up. But you know what's funny? You are still the heir. Now, I ain't hating on Paris Hilton. I ain't hating her. I'm going to use her as an example, though. Do you think if our great, 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 great grandfather knew he would have a granddaughter like that, he'd have willed his money, he'd have spent it all, give it to charity? I ain't hating on her, I'm just saying. But you know what? Like her or love her, she's an heir. And you could criticize her and say, that's a dumb child. She ain't broke. You know why? Because her daddy bequeathed <laughs> all that he had. He, it was hers. The angels are servants. And when she go home, her servants could think she's dumb. That's a dumb child. But you know what? They, gotta, they want their jobs. They're going to do what she said. Am I telling the truth? Now, here's the point I'm making. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews, the angels are ministering spirits, servant class spirits, sent forth to minister to those who are the heirs of salvation. You know what? You could be dumb as a rock, but you are an heir of God, a joint heir with Jesus Christ. And here's the thing. The Bible says the angels minister to you. So my question is, how do you activate your servants? You got some bouncer angels sitting at home, waiting what they want to get in the game. Hey, you just walk around just talking your talk. Psalm 103. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Look at verse 20. Psalm 103, verse 20. Everybody look up me one minute before we read it. Now, I'm, I'm over time. Don't, don't penalize me for that, okay? But let me say this. How many of you ready to believe? You've never, many of you have never seen an angel that you know of. Let me show you something. The psalmist wrote, bless the Lord ye his angels that excel in strength. I ain't strong enough, your servants are. That do his commandments, watch this now, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Watch this now, I'm showing you something that's funny. You say, Pastor, wait a minute, that sounds to me like God says it. No, 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 no. It would have read like this. Bless the Lord, ye angels that excel in strength, that do his commandments, period. God commanded I do it. But here's what the psalmist added. The angels respond to the voice of his word. Remember, in the earth, God can't give voice to anything. It's illegal. That's why you have a voice. In Numbers, God says to Moses, he says, speak unto the children of Israel and say to them, as ye have spoken in my ear, so shall I do unto you. Everybody shout my voice. Your angels are waiting to get into the game. I wonder how many angels you got right now that's unemployed. You need to start speaking. What does the word of God say about this situation? Say what God says. When you start speaking forth the commandment of the Lord, listen, watch this. I refuse to deal with this another moment. The Lord said he's going to do this and such. So I say, God is going to do what he said. Angels are gone. You know why? Because God's word can't come back void. 
they're, they're responsible to make it happen. Well, my, I don't know where my child is. Father, I thank you. You said my children are training the way they should go. When they're older, will not depart. I command them not to depart. Angels, go get them. Your son sitting up somewhere smoking a joint. All of a sudden, he gets uncomfortable. You say something? No? Man, what's this? What's in this? He thinks it's a weed. It ain't a weed. Ain't nothing like the angel of the Lord around you. You can't see me. He's saying, get up out of here now. Ain't, listen, ain't nothing like the police walk in and just get one person out of the whole room. I'm, I'm preaching because of my mom's prayers. My mother used to write me all the time. Quoting scripture. I'm like, why are you quoting scripture to me? I'm high. She told me, put that cigarette down and, and read your Bible. I'm like, how she know I had a cigarette? This letter came, took two weeks to come from California. I was in Germany. Put that cigarette down and read your Bible. She always was speaking these words. I didn't think it was doing any, any good to me. But you know what I learned? There's something about someone that believes that word, the word of God, and they're willing to speak it out. You release angels to work it. Listen. I'm done. I preach all afternoon. Anybody get blessed today? Father, I pray in Jesus' name for all the people that believe the word. All the believers stand. If you believe the word, stand. Now, I'm not talking about agree with you. I'm talking about you believe the word. God, we lift our hands to your word that was just spoken. And we say in Jesus' name, from this moment, we will not treat your word like the words of men. Paul said, for this cause, we rejoiced. Because when you receive the word of God from us, you receive it not as the words of men, but the words of the living God. May we be more noble, oh God, that when we hear the word, the part that stuck out to me, I take it home and I pour over it and I speak it out of my mouth, God. Until it begins to change the death in my life to your life. We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Hart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website at nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. You can follow Pastor Hart on social media at Hart Ramsey on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can follow our church on Twitter at NCC Family, on Instagram at Northview Christian Church, and on Facebook by searching for Northview Christian Church. Be sure to join us next time as we dive into God's Word and get on course with Hart Ramsey.